Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. I had a moment this week where I had put the two littles to bed and I was letting my oldest stay up later. Obviously because I was the oldest child and life is the hardest for them. Okay, I'm just kidding and my sister would totally disagree. Um, but our oldest child, he really is such a good kid. And so I try to let him know that we see him and appreciate who he is in different ways in different seasons. So in this specific season that we're in, he likes to have some one-on-one -on -one time and he gets to choose whatever it is we're going to do. So sometimes we go and dig in the backyard or build Legos or read books or do mazes, type on the computer. I mean, honestly, whatever he comes up with, I really just go with. And so this week, he asked if he could watch the end of a show he had started that day. And I was exhausted from like my like double-timing work and normal life. <laughs> and so I'm like, sure, this is a total double score. Because you get to choose and feel a sense of power in your environment. I get to say yes, and I don't have to do anything at the end of this like super long day, but hold you and watch a 15-minute show. So yes, Isaac. Yes. <laughs> so we settled onto the couch and he's like five and a half now. So he's way more bones and angles than my squishy two-year-old. And so we kind of have to find our spot just right. He usually likes to fold his legs under him and get into this tiny ball. And sometimes when he does that, I tell him the story of when he was in my belly. He loves to hear that story. So once he got his show all queued up, I pulled out my phone to zone. And as I am like deep in Insta world, I stopped and was like, what am I doing? Like, this is my opportunity to be with just Isaac, to hold him and just do nothing else. Why don't I just sit here? What is this feeling of anxiety or restlessness I'm having? And so I let my mind swirl with these thoughts as I tend to do, flying back and forth between what habits I have developed how multitasking has become the new norm, how my mind typically wanders back to my to-do list, how I am preoccupied with what is next or what is lingering. My downtime is planning or preparing or listing or doing. What's happening to me? And so we're halfway through Isaac's Mega Builders Marathon, and I'm having this mild epiphany that I need to only do one thing at a time. Just one simple activity at a time. Not TV and Instagram, or driving and phone calls, or podcasts and dishes. Speaking of which, the amount of people who reached out last week to tell me what they were doing when they were listening to episode 25 blew my mind, right? And it's funny too, because I mean, it's true. We are the queens and kings of having more and more and all and more and all at the same time. At the same time. 
So I started trying to break this down into some simple components. So I feel like due to pure necessity of having all the babies at one time, um, multitasking was a way of survival. And then it just became the way. And so this trick that I originally used to get through or get by eventually tricked me into this system of being pulled out of right now. And so like these things usually go, necessary at first, and then normalized, and then unrealized. And unrealized is really not even being awake. It's just autopiloting. Where is the life in that? Where am I in that? Okay, and let's be clear. Multitasking is efficient, productive, quick. It speaks to the fast-paced society we live in, the constant accessibility, the internet at our fingertips, the incessant demands of the lives we have created. But it is not the only way to do this thing, at least all the time. So what I became confronted by this week was just how hard it was for me to only do one thing at a time. I have become so conditioned to holding more than one ball in the air to stop that juggling act and focus on the one thing in front of me required awareness, self-discipline, a continual refocusing of my attention back to the one thing. I'm horrible at it, you guys. I'm horrible. Even today, my husband and I were working on this project for the trailer. And so then I like, we're sanding some wood, right? And all of a sudden I'm like, hey, Jess, um, since all the kids are at school, let's just take advantage of this day. Um, I need to do some work in the garden. I'm going to do some of that weeding. Um, why don't we go down to Costco? We'll get those pots that we were looking at. We'll plant them. We'll stop by the nursery, get some new cool little flowers. Oh, then we should just grab lunch while we're out. Oh, and I need to record an episode. And then we can figure out that whole scheduling system thing we were looking into for weekends. And, and he like looks at me and was like, Elise, <laughs> we can only do one project at a time. So I just started laughing because one, he lived, he has no idea that this is exactly what I've actually been trying to do all week and what this episode was going to be all about. He was just calling out my obvious mindless habit of heaping all this stuff on our plates to do right now. So I stopped, I took a breath, I reconnected back to the present moment, I looked intently at the wood grain I was sanding, and I tried to use all my senses to be in the present moment and just do this one small job one moment at a time. I had to check myself and consider what other areas of my life this habit of multitasking has percolated into. So let me tell you what I realized this week. Anytime I am waiting, let's say at the doctor's office, in line at the grocery store, even a red light, this pause becomes this catalyst for me to pick up my phone and do something. Some little prodding or poking in my brain, a subtle suggestion. What has so-and-so been up to? Oh, I should call her and congratulate her on her engagement. When are the kids going to the dentist? I need to make an appointment for that doctor I've been putting off. Who was I referred to again? Oh, wait, let's see if I have their number. Oh, green light. Okay, never mind. Oh, do we have milk for tomorrow? I should place an online order so I don't have to go out later. And it all just connects to one next thing and one next thing and all the other things I need to do or have yet to do. And then I need to do them all right now while I am thinking about it at this red light. Lest I forget and the kid's teeth all fall out because we never went to the dentist 
and we don't have milk for cereal or coffee, and on and on it goes. These little waiting moments, see, these are actually built-in opportunities for me to, like, stop, <laughs> like, actually pause, like, actually catch my breath and just be. So the fact that this sounds like so foreign and maybe revolutionary shows how far away I am from this practice. And this is just the waiting place. I don't know the last time I folded laundry and only folded laundry. I always watch or listen to something when I'm doing that. Or dishes, I listen to music. Cleaning, for sure a, podio, a podcast or audiobook. Um, to my like horror this week... I saw that not only am I usually doing more than one thing at a time, I pretty much never do nothing. That is not good for the soul. The soul needs some breathing room. It's like the negative space in art, a place to get a break from all that is happening. A place for your eyes to see what is happening in the positive space by contrast necessary so that it isn't just one thing or one depth. The negative space in art makes things more interesting. It highlights the other aspects of the piece, making them more rich and bold. My soul needs this. Your soul needs this. Some nothing. What is coming up for you right now? What are you doing right now? Or what else are you doing right now as you listen to this podcast? How present are you as you're listening? What about other stuff? How do you give your attention to one thing at a time? Do you? Do you ever stop? How does that feel to you? What does the downtime in your brain sound like? What does the word mindfulness mean to you? I mean, clearly I have a hundred questions for you and I wish that you were actually sitting here so we could work through them all. But I was thinking, what if we were to just practice doing one thing at a time this week and see if we can notice any difference. And then next week, we will check back in and see what's happening. In these last two days, I've already noticed a couple things. One, I, I genuinely feel calmer, more focused at the task at hand. And ironically, and this is the kicker for me, I actually feel more efficient because I'm seeing something all the way through with all of my being now, speaking of being, it's the idea of our own nature as human beings. You have probably heard this idea before, that we are human beings, not human doings. That we were made to be, exist, live, like really live and be alive in the moment and to all the experiences around us. Okay, let me show you the difference. Okay, I'm assuming that most of you drive and that you can relate to the idea of autopilot. How many of you have missed your exit or turnoff because you were literally like on autopilot? Where were you during that time? Like where was your brain? Okay, or even worse, have you ever gotten all the way home and wondered if you were even paying attention to the stoplights? I might just be speaking to myself right now, which is terrifying. But how in the moment am I if it is that easy for me to slip into autopilot and just cruise? What am I missing? Is it the beauty of what surrounds me? Is it the new blooms on the hills? The way the clouds are moving? Okay, or how about just driving and paying attention to not crashing? 
Okay, I think about this the same way with music. When you know the lyrics so well, you can just sing them all without having to think about it. This is equally cool and frightening to think about what our brains are capable of. But metaphorically speaking, I don't want to sing the lyrics without thinking about it because I have memorized all the words. I want to sing from my depths because I am connecting to the music. I want to say each word on purpose, you know? Not just go through the motions. Not just get through the day. Not just do. I want to be. I want to be alive and aware and available to right now. So here are some things I'm thinking about and some practical things I'm actually doing. Mindfulness. Paying attention with all of me. Entering into the here and now. Letting myself become securely attached to right now rather than anxiously attached to my to-do list. Practicing breathing. Been starting the day with an intention and then coming back to it as I need to. So this is kind of like when you first start yoga, right? Like years ago when it was this like super new trendy thing, you heard about it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to yoga. I mean, other people talk about it and it becomes familiar and the pants look great. So why not? And then you go to your first class and they start talking to you in like Hindi or something about your body being a warrior and you can't do any of the poses and all the other people in the classroom to be able to do them without any real effort. And when did everyone learn Hindi? Is it even Hindi? And you enjoy the class, albeit moderately and comfortably, and you decide to go again next week. And you find that you actually are kind of a warrior one girl, and it doesn't feel so awkward. Three months deep, and now you're even somewhat decent. And you can hold some basic poses. You even understand what the teacher is saying, and now she is actually speaking Sanskrit, And you wonder if you might have a special ability to understand foreign languages. Six months later, you own all the Lululemon, you own your own mat, and you have confirmed that, in fact, you can understand fluent Sanskrit. Okay? Mindfulness is like this. Awkward. Challenging. Stretching. Other. Foreign. Strange. Nice. Difficult. Confusing. Relaxing wonderful. And it kind of flows like that. You wake up, you listen to a basic meditation, you wonder what this is even all about, but you like the way it makes you feel, so you figure why not. The difference is small at first, but then it becomes a new part of your day that you look forward to, and that small difference seems to be carried with you throughout the day. So some small ways that I'm doing this is before I get out of bed in the morning, The first thing I do is take 30 breaths and I try to stay as present with each breath as I can. And then I pick one word I would like to focus on or think about throughout the day. And it can be whatever. Sometimes it's just now. And so whenever I find myself getting distracted, I just kind of pull myself back to that one word. It could be watch or fun or be here, whatever it is. And then throughout the day, if I get back in that like, mindless, like chaoticness. I just remind myself of that one word. I come back to my breathing and I start again. The other thing I did is I looked up some basic guided meditations on the internet. And to totally simplify it for you, what I did is I recorded 
the meditation that I like the best so you can listen to it if you like and use it for your own meditation time. I'm actually just going to do it here for you, um, add it on to the end so that way you can incorporate it into a time of stillness and just practice, right? That's the whole point is like, is why not? You can carry it with you. You can listen to it when you have a moment. But I do, I like encourage slash like dare you to do it. Like if it's super out of your wheelhouse, then for sure try it because it's something that's different. So it might just give your brain that like random thing it needs to start like perseverating on what you're like constantly in the flow with. So, so here's the thing. I want you to listen to this next meditation. And I want you just to notice the difference between how you feel right now and how you feel after it, okay? So here's to doing less and living more, to not letting it all pass us by, but entering fully into now and taking a big, giant breath of this beautiful life we have. Cheers. This guided sitting meditation will help you learn to simply be and to look within yourself with mindfulness and gentleness. Allow yourself to switch from the usual mode of doing to a mode of non-doing, of simply being. As you allow your body to become still, bring your attention to the fact that you are breathing and become aware of the movement of your breath as it comes into your body and as it leaves your body, not manipulating the breath in any way or trying to change it, simply being aware of it and of the feelings associated with breathing and observing the breath deep down into your belly, feeling the abdomen as it expands gently on the in-breath and as it falls back towards your spine on the out-breath being totally here in each moment with each breath, not trying to do anything, not trying to get any place, simply being with your breath. You will find that from time to time, your mind will wander off into thoughts, fantasies, anticipation of the future or the past, worrying, memories, whatever. When you notice that your attention is no longer here and no longer with your breathing and without judging yourself, bring your attention back to your breathing and ride the waves of your breathing, fully conscious of the duration of each breath from moment to moment. Every time you find your mind wandering off the breath, gently bring it back to the present back to the moment-to-moment observing of the flow of your breathing, using your breath to help you tune into a state of relaxed awareness and stillness. Now as you observe your breathing, you may find from time to time that you are becoming aware of sensations in your body. As you maintain awareness of your breathing, see if it is possible to expand the field of your awareness so that it includes a sense of your body as a whole as you sit here, feeling your body from head to toe and becoming aware of all the sensations in your body, being here with whatever feelings and sensations come up in any moment without judging them, without reacting to them, just being fully here, 
fully aware of whatever you are experiencing. And again, whenever you notice that your mind wandered off, just bringing it back to your breathing and your body as you sit here, not going anywhere, not doing anything, just simply being, simply sitting. Moment to moment, being fully present, fully with yourself. Now as you sit here once again, allowing the field of your awareness to expand, This time, expanding your awareness to include thoughts as they move through your mind. So letting your breathing and sense of your body be in the background and allowing the thinking process itself to be the focus of your awareness. And rather than following any individual thoughts and getting involved in the content and going from one thought to the next, simply seeing each thought as it comes up in your mind as a thought and letting the thoughts just come and go as you sit and dwell in stillness, witnessing them and observing them, whatever they are, just observing them as events in the field of your consciousness. As they come into your awareness and they linger and as they dissolve, if you find yourself at any point drawn into the stream of thinking and you notice that you are no longer observing them, just come back to observing them as events and using your breathing and the sense of your body to anchor you and stabilize you in the present. The thoughts can take any form. They can have any content, and they can be either neutral or very highly charged. If thoughts come up that have fear in them, just be aware of fear being here and letting these thoughts come and go. The same for worries, preoccupations, and so on. Regardless of the feeling that a thought might create for you, just observing it as simply a thought and letting it be here without pursuing it or without rejecting it. Noticing that from moment to moment, new thoughts will come and go. As the meditation ends, you might give yourself credit for having spent this time nourishing yourself in a deep way by dwelling in this state of non-doing, in this state of being, for having intentionally made time for yourself to simply be who you are. And as you move back into the world, allow the benefits of this practice to expand into every aspect of your life. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 